0: Today's story takes place in Fort Campbell, a military base which is located on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee. Since 1956, Fort Campbell has been home to the 101st Airborne Division and the 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment. Nashville, Tennessee is the nearest city to the base. In Nashville, there was a nightclub called Connection. At the club, they featured transgender performers. A young, 21-year-old man decides to go to the nightclub one night, at a young age. Barry struggled with reading and writing according to his mother, Pam, but he was skilled at mechanics and taking things apart and putting them back together. Barry enlisted in the United States Army at the age of 20 in 1997. In 1998, he was sent to Fort Campbell as part of the 101st Airborne Division's 2nd Battalion, 502nd Infantry. Barry Winchell was a private first class. When it came to the military, Barry was someone who wanted to be on top of things. And if Barry had one criticism about the military, it would be that there is a lot of downtime because Barry was someone that was hands-on and he preferred to do things rather than just sitting down all day. Barry had hopes and dreams to attend Warrant Officer School and eventually learn how to operate a Black Hawk helicopter. Barry shared a room with 25-year-old Justin Fisher, an Army specialist. Justin Fisher and his friends took Barry to a nightclub, where he met a performer named Calpurnia Adams. There is a rumor that Justin was interested in Calpurnia, but she was not interested in him. She was interested in Barry. Calpurnia noted that when she met Barry, she was shocked because, unlike the majority of the military men that she had met in the club, They only wanted to hook up with her, but Barry wanted to get to know her, and eventually he asked her on a coffee date. Calpurnia expressed concern over whether she was a woman worthy of Barry. Barry accepted Calpurnia for who she was on the coffee date. He treated her like a woman, and he appreciated her. Their romance blossomed after the night at the club. Calpurnia was born on February 20th, 1972, in Nashville, Tennessee, and she too served in the military. She was a Navy medic who came out as transgender during her final year in the Navy. Barry was never embarrassed about who he was dating, and he was definitely not embarrassed because he was dating Calpurnia. But his roommate, Justin Fisher, seemed to have a problem with it. Justin went around the military base spreading rumors about Barry being gay. And these rumors, of course, bothered Barry, since he did not see Calpurnia as a transgender woman. He simply saw her as a woman. Therefore, he wasn't gay. This rumor wrecked a lot of relationships because relationships as in his friends that he was friends with on the base because this was in the 90s in the military in this hardcore um hopefully you can't hear that apparently on the highway it's like fast and furious but as i was saying this was in the 1990s in the military in this hardcore toxic masculinity environment where being homosexual or dating someone who is a transgender is a foreign concept. Justin Fisher, as previously stated, was a 25-year-old specialist from Lincoln, Nebraska with a significant criminal record ranging from disturbing the peace to burglary, larceny, and trespassing. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the military, you're probably wondering if you can join despite having a criminal pass, such as Justin. To answer that, each branch of the military has different requirements, but you are disqualified like automatically for joining the military if you have committed crimes such as murder, terrorism, manslaughter, and sexual assault. There are other ones, for example, if you've been convicted of domestic violence, sex crimes, drugs, failing a drug test, or a DUI three or more times in the last five years, just to name a few. And you can also get a felony waiver, which I believe is used for misdemeanor crimes. Justin was known for stirring people up and just getting them riled up. And people said that he was enjoyable to be around when he was not intoxicated. Because when he was intoxicated, he was an entirely different person. He was constantly pulling pranks and tormenting other people, especially his roommate, Barry. At Connection, the nightclub, he was known for hooking up with the drag queen performers and then calling them offensive terms. The best way that I could describe Justin was that he's like the little devil on your shoulder, and you just want to, like, flick him off because he's so annoying. They once went to a nightclub and then drove back to the base in Barry's car for an hour. While driving, Barry lights up a cigarette, which infuriates Justin because he despised smoking, so much to the point that he tries to strangle Barry against the seat of the car, and the driver had to pull over and calm Justin down. Because of the rumors that Justin was spreading, the company that Barry was in began referring to him as a faggot. And I want to clarify that the military absolutely did nothing about this. Instead, they covered it up saying that it's just quote-unquote military humor. Offensive terms are not humor. On July 4th, 1999, which is Independence Day, everyone is out drinking and socializing. Calvin Glover, an 18-year-old from Sulpur, Oklahoma, was there with Justin and Barry. He began drinking at the age of 13 and was out of control for most of his life. He was easily influenced by other people's ignorance because he craved attention. He was constantly surrounded by older people who influenced him into doing whatever they wanted him to do because he was so young and willing to do anything. Calvin Glover dropped out of school in the 8th grade and joined the army at the age of 17 with his mother's approval. As the night progressive, Calvin, progressive? Did I just say as the night progressives? Okay, no. As the night progresses, Calvin, who is drunk, is only ranting about how quote-unquote bad he is. How he tricked the military because he has a criminal record. The fact that he's committed so many crimes and that he's a dropout. As if any of that is something to brag about. And at this point, Barry is tired of listening to it. Calvin gets in Barry's face, and Barry is holding a bottle that Calvin is attempting to slap out of his hand. Barry throws the bottle down, then slaps Calvin in the face. He takes him by the waist and throws him to the ground. Barry lets him go, and Calvin tells Barry, I am going to kill you. This is not over. Justin was having a good time seeing Calvin get beat up, and he was definitely not letting Calvin forget what happened. Calvin and Justin went to the liquor store at 11.30pm on July 4th and purchased two bottles of alcohol before returning to the room Justin shared with Barry. On July 5th, 1999, in the early morning hours, Justin told Calvin that Barry was bragging about winning the fight at the bar and that they needed to do something about it. Justin went inside his locker and handed a baseball bat to Calvin. Calvin then bludgeoned Barry in the head as he slept on the cot outside the room. Justin Fisher then went to inform the other soldiers that Barry had died, and the police were called, and the ambulance took 30 minutes to arrive. On July 6, Barry Winchell was brought to Vanderbilt University Medical Center and pronounced dead from blunt force trauma to the head. The Army attempted to claim that Barry's murder was a result of a fight, not because Calvin and Justin were transphobic. According to one of the sergeants in court, they are convinced that Justin hit Barry as well. It wasn't just Calvin. Because there was blood splatter on both sides of Barry's bed. Justin was left-handed and Calvin was right-handed. So if they both participated, there would be blood on both sides. Calvin pleaded guilty to second-degree murder in court. He testified during his plea hearing that Fisher urged him to attack Barry and that he had no intention of killing him, stating, quote, I was just so drunk and I had no intent for him to die. It was a mistake, sir. I wasn't mad at him for any reason. I had nothing against him. End quote. Calvin Glover was then charged with first degree murder and in that category it was premeditated murder. So he was charged with premeditated murder. Calvin faced life in prison and his defense team claimed that he did it due to his hard upbringing and his age and that it was all Justin Fisher's idea. I just want to say that Even if you've had a rough upbringing, you don't always end up murdering people. And two, he was 18. That is a pretty grown age for you to realize, to differentiate right from wrong, to know that murdering someone is a crime and that it's wrong. Calvin got along with Black and gay people in the youth home, according to a psychologist. So they were able to rule rule out, I guess, that he wasn't a racist homophobe. The prosecution said, quote, It's premeditated murder without a doubt. Glover is not a robot. Glover took the bat and went out there and killed Winchell. He intended to kill because of the massive, massive blows. The first blow. If not the first blow, the second. He could have walked away, but he didn't. He had a choice and he chose to kill. End quote. Calvin Glover received a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Justin Fisher was sentenced to 12.5 years in prison after pleading guilty to two counts of of obstructing justice, one count of providing alcohol to a minor, and three counts of false swearing. Under his plea agreement, he agreed to plead guilty to premeditated murder after the charge of premeditated murder was dropped. So he was pleading guilty to thin air. They were both imprisoned at the United States disciplinary barracks. They were both dishonorably discharged. Their ranks were reduced to private and all their benefits were taken away. Rightfully so. Justin Farmer was denied clemency in 2003 and he was released to a halfway house in August 2006 before being released from custody in October 2006. Calvin Glover was then sent to a civilian prison and was released on parole on August 27, 2020. The murder of Barry Winchill provided Insight into the military's Don't Acts, Don't Tell policy, which was implemented on December 21st, 1993, during the Clinton administration. Now, every legislation and policy has two sides. With this policy, many people wanted a permanent ban on gay people serving in the United States military, and other people believed that openly gay troops would harm the morale and cause issues within military ranks. So they created this terrible, terrible policy in which gay, lesbian, and bisexual Americans could serve in the military as long as they hid their sexual identity. Now, Barry's parents noted that the policy put them in an unusual position because their son did not identify as gay, but he was nonetheless the victim of an anti-gay hate crime. Pam, Berry's mother, stated, quote, When I found out about what happened to Berry and why, that it was a hate crime, I went after the military. Berry was pointed out and labeled gay. He was harassed daily for four months. What about the safety of the other men and women in the military? The gays and lesbians who are just trying to serve their country. What about their safety? They have parents, they have families, and no one is protecting them. If we don't fight against hate crimes, and for those people who are targeted, I feel as if we're letting Barry down, because that's what Barry would have fought for. As a soldier, he would have fought for the rights of everybody. No matter how hard it is, no matter how long it takes, I have to fight for my son's ideals, and that's what we're doing. End quotes. Former President Bill Clinton stated that while the policy was not perfect, it was a major step forward. But the real question is, was it really a major step forward? Because this policy accomplished absolutely little, to encourage gay, lesbian, and bisexual inclusion in the military. It's like, yeah, you can serve in the military, but don't you dare ever open your mouth about who you really are. Since the policy's introduction, the military has discharged over 13,000 gays, lesbians, and bisexuals by 2009. Former President Barack Obama campaigned for the presidency in 2008 where he promised to overturn the the legislation which was abolished on September 20th, 2011. End of episode thoughts. Knowing that Justin and Calvin are both out of prison is frustrating because they took someone's life and they deserve to be in prison. For the rest of their lives and it is absolutely tragic that barry was murdered because of who he was dating just because it contradicted someone else's beliefs i'm getting cheery eyed but let people date and love whoever they want people's beliefs and people's opinions have no place in anyone's relationships. So stop, because your beliefs and your opinions about other people's relationships and what they choose to do with their lives, it does not matter. I never heard of the don't ask, don't tell policy, and it is genuinely startling, and it is a very horrible policy. If someone Wishes to serve in the military, they should be allowed to do so. Who they choose to love and be interested in should not be a problem. Because when you go to combat, there are bigger challenges to deal with, such as surviving and killing the enemy. It is not about your sexual identity, it is not about who you're into, it's about surviving. It is good to see the military allowing people to now be themselves. Yet it is frightening to think about how things were before this policy and the mindset that many people in the military had about gays, lesbians, and bisexuals. And many people, I guarantee you, still believe what many people thought back in the 90s. They still think that to this day. But And it's also frightening now especially with the military because they have so much that they like how do you say it scoop under the rug um especially now with sexual assault so much of it happens so much of it is reported and nothing is done and people are murdered and they still do nothing about it but i think nonetheless that these issues are important to discuss because they are real. They affect people. They affect families. They also affect an entire institution, an entire system. And it's important. And that's why I chose this case today because Barry just wanted to fight for this country, and he was murdered because of who he choose to date. And that is sad and it brought about this crazy policy and things have changed because of it and that is a good thing but the military has a long way to go as well and that, again, is very important. And with that, today's story comes to an end. I do want to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hopefully you learned something new about today's case because I for sure didn't know about this policy that the military used to have. But remember that every Thursday there is a new episode that comes out at 7 a.m., bright and early, just for you. You can also keep up with me and the podcast at Criminal Curiosity Pod, Twitter, Crime Curiosity, and TikTok Criminal Curiosity Pod. That is all that I have for you today. Please be safe out there. Look out for one another. Until next time, bye everyone.